Dear brothers and sisters, on this Laetare Sunday, the church calls us to rejoice because the feast of our salvation, the solemnity of Easter, is near. We are more than halfway through this holy season of Lent, and so today is a Sunday of encouragement. Encouragement. Holy Mother Church exhorts us to stay the course. Stay the course and not to become weary of the Lenten disciplines which we have assumed. After all, the season of Lent is about our making a worthy preparation for the celebration of the most important day of the year. This is because Easter is not just another day. Indeed, the power of all Sundays, all the other Sundays of the church year, flow from Easter Sunday, and we could say back toward it. Easter is the basis for everything we do as a community of faith, as church. As in these last two Sundays, so too today, we meditate once again on the significance of the cross. It is the greatest sign of God's mercy. And thus it is the greatest sign of his love. And we are called to consider this sign from the long history of God's relationship with his people. In the passage from the second book of Chronicles, the sacred author summarizes the reason for God's punishment of the chosen people. At the time of the Babylonian conquest, God, so to speak, had had enough. God had had enough. Even though the people of Judah added infidelity to infidelity, practiced all the abominations of the nations, and even worshipped other gods in the temple, God still had compassion for them. Many times God sent prophets to his people to warn them and to call them to repentance. The prophets were the bearers of God's message of mercy. His message of mercy. How were they treated? The people, God's people, mocked the messengers of God, despised his warnings, and scoffed at his prophets until the anger of the Lord against his people was so inflamed that there was no remedy. There was no remedy. God had reached his limit. The chronicler, the chronicler makes clear that the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple, along with the exile, was a divine punishment. How long were the people to be punished? The time specified, and this is most significant, is 70 years, which is given as the time of the lost Sabbaths. Until the land had retrieved its lost Sabbaths, during all the time it lies waste, it shall have rest while 70 years are fulfilled. The people were punished for their neglect of God, for their failure to give him fitting worship, for taking him for granted. But after those 70 years, God would inspire King Cyrus of Persia to permit a return to Judah and the rebuilding of the temple. And from the chronicler's point of view, the sacred author, the return from ex exile was purely an initiative of God. Cyrus was an instrument of God's mercy through which he gave his people another chance to renew the covenant with him. The divine initiative 
is the very principle which informs today's teaching in the second reading and the gospel. St. Paul in his letter to the Ephesians first extols God's abundant mercy. For even when we were dead in our transgressions, St. Paul says, God the Father brought us to life with Christ. Then he says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from you. It is the gift of God. My friends, the gift of faith in Jesus Christ, which is God's gift to man, is what saves. And once someone accepts this gift, he truly becomes a work of God. Listen again to the Apostle. For we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus for the good works that God has prepared in advance, that we should live in them. Thus, my friends, we can say that because of our faith in Jesus Christ, God newly makes us. We are given new life, new life by which we live in him, that is, in his saving power. And this life, this power, is to last until eternity. Jesus affirmed God's initiative in the redemption in his words to Nicodemus. God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. This love leading to eternal life depends on one thing and one thing only, the Son of Man being lifted up so that everyone may believe in him. In the death of the Son of God on the cross, God has reached his limit. There can be no other sign of God's love greater than this. Christ crucified and risen is the ultimate sign of God's love and mercy. And most tellingly, when Jesus went through the locked doors of the upper room on Easter night, the first thing Jesus did was to show his disciples his wounds. His wounds. The wounds were the authentic marks that it truly was Jesus before them. It is no exaggeration to say that with the death and resurrection of his son, God has reached his limit in all he can do to bring mankind into a personal relationship with him. As Jesus himself said, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned, but whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. So we rejoice today, my friends. We rejoice together because we believe. We have accepted the ultimate sign of God's love. And we have the Lord's assurance that whoever believes in him will not be condemned. Our faith is a source of joy. Our faith is a source of joy. In the midst of this penitential season, God's word gives us great hope. Hope of sharing everlasting life with God and one another in heaven. Our awareness of this gift, which we have been given, should strengthen us. Should strengthen us. Yes, it should renew in us the Spirit's gifts of fear of the Lord and of piety. We should never 
neglect the Lord or take his love for granted. Every Sunday is a sacred day to encounter the love of God, to welcome his word into our hearts, and to strive, to strive to heed its message by applying it in the circumstances of our lives. It is the joy of the gospel which brings us together and deepens our bond of communion as disciples of Christ. And this communion of faith is a source of joy. Each one's presence bringing happiness to all. Lastly, it is up to each one of us to bring the joy of the gospel, the joy of faith in Jesus Christ, who is alone the source of salvation to all. There are those who haven't yet received the good news. And sadly, there are others who have heard it and either believe that the gospel is too good to be true or are neglecting the Lord. For so many people, so many Catholics, the number of lost Sabbaths continues to increase. Thus, the joy of Laetare Sunday impels us to be missionary. Impels us to be missionary. Between now and Easter Sunday, my friends, let us seek out people to invite to church, whether in person or at least online. Let us invite those we know and even those we don't know to come and belong to the community of faith in Jesus Christ. Let us tell them why, despite the challenges we face in this life, God's word is a source of encouragement to us. Let us tell them the meaning of Easter and then invite them to experience the joy that we share when we celebrate the mysteries of God's love for us. In this way, we give glory to God. We give glory to God. And this is a most fitting gift to him to give this coming Easter.